0: Hi, I'm Kathy Rushing, host of the podcast, Committed the Entrepreneur Marriage. If your middle name is Restless, and you identify with words like innovator, dreamer, change maker, creative, independent, or you are married to an entrepreneur, or heaven help you, you're both entrepreneurs, this podcast is for you. The entrepreneurial journey can be a little wild at times, like uncharted territory, Join me as I talk with others who are at various stages of the entrepreneur process. We'll explore the wisdom and insights they have gained while navigating the ups and downs of the entrepreneur journey. You'll discover that there are many couples who have found ways to thrive in both their marriage and business. One of the reasons that I started this podcast was to have conversations with other couples who are also on the entrepreneur journey. I want to learn what other couples do to keep their marriage strong when business issues threaten to sink the ship mark could never go back to working for someone else so we wouldn't trade this life we've created for all the tea in china but sometimes the challenges that come with growing a business feel overwhelming and you'd like to know you're not the only one in the boat by the way you'll understand the sailing analogies after you listen to this interview Ashley Korn and I recently connected through Instagram, as she was also looking for resources. She recently launched her website, jvmarriage.com, JV for Joint Venture. She and her husband, Jeff, joined me on today's episode. They are funny, encouraging, and open in sharing the challenges they faced, especially as they added children to the whirlwind of Jeff's growing business. Listen in now as the Korn share their story. Hi everyone, I'm really happy to welcome Ashley and Jeff Corn to the podcast today. How are you guys doing? Doing
1: well. Thanks for having us.
0: Good, good. It's, it. it's great to have you both. And thank you for giving up some time or recording this on a Sunday afternoon. So, and they had a grandma sitter for their kiddos and uh, they were willing to give their time. So thank you so much. First of all, introduce us to Ashley and Jeff. Tell us a little bit about what life looks like right now for you guys. Where do you live? How long have you been married? How many kids? Yada, yada.
2: Go ahead. You can take, you can take the, the first one here. <laughs>
0: um, so we have been
1: married for seven years. Um, we've been together for almost 12. So we kind of took our time um, before we jumped into marriage. So we've been together for quite some time. Um, we have two kids. We have a four and a half year old daughter and we have a two and a half year old son. And we live in South Denver area. And, um, we are, you know, life's just craziness with the (laughs) four year old and the business and everything else that goes along with that. So we're kind of in the midst of that crazy lifestyle, just keeping things moving. Yeah. Somebody, That's- somebody
2: we knew once referred to it as the vortex. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're right in the middle of the vortex. You've been dropped into it, or you put yourself into it, and and you start spinning, and all you know is you start spinning faster and faster and faster and faster, and, faster and you don't really know when you're going to pop out, right? But we're yeah. We're, I think you could, we could both agree we're, we're in the vortex.
0: You're in <laughs> the it's, vortex. It's fun and exhilarating, yeah. right? And,
2: and sometimes you get really dizzy and, um, yeah.
0: And sometimes you get sick and throw up. <laughs> sometimes if you want to vomit, yeah. And, and then you scratch your head and you said, wait, we did, uh, we did make these choices, right? <laughs> I know you, you, it's hard to believe right now, but one of these days you're going to look back And your kids are going to be out of the house and you're going to you are going to have so much time on your hands and you're going to not know what you did in a day. You're going to be like when we had little kids. Oh, my gosh, we were so productive. And now we're like, you know, hardly get two things done in a day. Speaking from experience, I guess. <laughs> yeah, everyone can tell us that, so. I, I actually very much miss those days when they were little, but I, I made the mistake one time of thinking, when are you ever gonna grow up? And then next thing I knew they were they were growing up and gone. And so yeah. it's yeah, a, a, fun time. Time too, a fun time. Exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Are you both from Colorado?
2: I'm from Colorado originally. Born and raised. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I was born in Ohio and then moved to Michigan. So, spent um, most of my growing up time and through college in
0: Michigan. Okay. All right. I was born in Michigan, but I didn't oh, live there yeah. very long. So, okay. yeah, we have, have that in common. Absolutely. I'm going to try something different with today's episode. I have a couple of rapid fire questions just to give us a little more of a glimpse of Ashley and Jeff. The first is, What three words would you use to describe your spouse? Um,
1: I'll go first. I would say persistent. He's very persistent. And I would say hardworking, extremely hardworking. And if he sets his mind to something, he's going to accomplish it and do what it takes to get it done. And I would also say funny. He's a very hilarious person. He always keeps me laughing and keeps the fun. Around. That's a great He's one. one of the only people in the world who thinks that. So, uh, that's
0: good. are you saying, Jeff, nobody laughs at your jokes? Or? <laughs> well, I do. That's what matters. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. Kathy,
2: I've already made six or seven of what I thought were jokes here in the last five minutes of our conversation. You didn't, didn't laugh once. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say that. Um, Ashley is uh, practical um, and she is uh, uh, thoughtful and she's principled.
0: Awesome. You guys make a great pair. Obviously. What book or person has most affirmed how you view the world? Well, I have to say my mom, honestly,
1: um, as a person, she, she, is an amazing individual and very blessed to have her as a mother and grow up with her and just learned from her values and what she's instilled in me and Mm. continues to do so as now on, you know, very good friend and support and all of that. And so she's kind of been, I I attribute a lot of my success and everything
0: to her. So, What a tribute to her. You'll have to be sure and share this recording with her when it goes live. (laughs) How about you, Jeff?
2: Uh, Well, there's a few things that come to mind. If I have to pick one, this is hard because I'm trying to think, Mm -hmm. how how do I get just out of the business mindset, right? Mm -hmm. But I would honestly say that (laughs) probably uh, the five dysfunctions of a team, uh, uh, which... (laughs) <laughs> sounds sounds uninspiring right as it comes to the way that I view the world but the reality is that um, I think that the most impactful piece of that uh, for me is that as long as you can uh, very clearly um, and explicitly explore conflicts mm-hmm. uh, that the world becomes a, a really um, enjoyable place and so I think for me that's that's been the most impactful from a conceptual standpoint of saying we need to directly confront conflict.
0: Yeah. And I, I've read that book and I'm blanking on the author.
2: Patrick Lencioni.
0: Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I love everything he's written and just the way he writes and fables and makes it very easy to digest. You know, he makes it sound very easy when you read it, but putting the principles in place is so powerful. Okay, the last rapid fire question is if your marriage was a team sport, what would it be?
2: It's as if we were supposed to prepare these answers,
0: right? <laughs> <Nope>.
2: <laughs> I think that's a very yeah. apropos analogy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she said sailing. Oh. If, if that's considered a team sport, which of course there so. is. Sure. is. Um, we yeah. have like, we have a lot of metaphors. For our relationship and entrepreneur jo- um, journey that relate to sailing, you can tell what, you, what you're saying. <laughs> My perspective <Yeah>. on that.
2: <laughs> well, one of the things that that I often say about sailing, first off, uh, there's a there's there's a skipper and and it requires a crew, and uh, I think that both the skipper and the crew bring completely different. Certainly responsibilities, but also skill sets to that team.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that there's a lot of technical uh, knowledge that is required in that sport. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a lot of understanding and agreement around when I do this, you're going to do this. Or when you do this, I will do this. Perhaps that's the case in a number of sports, but yeah. that's something we're familiar with. And then the other thing, I don't know how, how apropos this is, you, you and your listeners can be the judge, but... Uh, <laughs> Sailing has been described as uh, um, long periods of, of absolute boredom interspersed with moments of sheer terror.
3: Well, hopefully that's not related <laughs> to our marriage. <laughs> not,
2: not our marriage, but I think that the reality is that, you know, our, we have a very, uh, there's a lot going on in our lives. Uh, we, we try to, uh, just because, I don't think we even try, but just our nature, both of us have a nature of not being satisfied with not having a lot, having our hands in a lot of things. We always have our hands in a lot of things. It can create um, some sense of, of monotony at times. And then at the same time, you know, when one of those many things that we have our hands in requires uh, more attention, whether that be related to our relationship or something, you know, very practical from a, you know, a passion or a, or an endeavor or a business, something that we're involved in. that's where some of the moments of sheer terror.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it can also be very amazing. A sailboat can take you to so many places. It's a journey. You can take it across the world if you want and have amazing stops along the way. And it is a give and take with the the crew and the um, captain and being able to work together to make that happen and steer to where you want to go. And it takes both, both, of us we can that.
2: we can take <laughs> this analogy <laughs> <this laughs> much further if you'd like yeah i am mean, now, <laughs> now i'm thinking wow analogy. how far can we go with this uh, <laughs> <Who's> sailing <at? laughs> is sailing is about you know you better enjoy the journey because if it's yeah. all about the destination there are quicker ways to get there
3: right yeah uh, and
2: i think that uh that you know I, i've learned we've both learned um mm. but as it relates to sailing specifically i i love the journey um i love the journey i i the destination is not nearly as important to me she's the opposite um in that well if we're talking about actually being on a
3: sailboat
2: (laughs) how do you think about the journey versus the destination
1: well for actual sailing yes but i think if you think about marriage you have to enjoy the journey And it has to be where you are now, staying in the present moment and also knowing if it is a storm or a tough water situation that you will get through this. You have to stick together. You have to work together to get to where it is that you want to go. And I think that relates to marriage as well as sailing, obviously. Yes.
0: And if we take it a little bit further... (laughs) I'm sure if you go sailing, I've been sailing all of maybe twice in my whole life, but you guys are making me want to go out and learn. You probably look at weather reports and do the best you can to prepare, but you've probably been caught in some unpredictable weather, as is the entrepreneurial journey, right? You prepare, but there are things that are out of our control. Absolutely. and. being equipped somehow to ride that out is very important. Well, I love that analogy. That is really cool. <laughs> Jeff, let's hear a little bit about your business. I know Ashley in an email told me a little bit about it, but go ahead and tell us about what your company is, what you do, how long ago you started it.
2: Sure. Uh, so, my company is Virtuance. We are a real estate photography and visual marketing firm. Uh, we focus on, on providing listing marketing for, for real estate. And I started the company, I co-founded the company, uh, nine and a half years ago. It's crazy that it's been that long. Um, and, uh, we've been bootstrapped from day one. Um, never taken a dollar of outside money for better or worse. The company, you know, starting out with two of us here in Denver over many, over the last nine years, we've expanded. Um, to uh, 31 different cities Um, our team today uh, is about 75 people between here people located here in Denver and then um, our our sales team around the country and then we also support a team of uh, 200 plus uh, photographers and so anytime a real estate agent uh, wins a listing and wants to, to represent that property in the best light they call us, and uh, and we take care of business and, as their partner to, to make sure that the property is marketed appropriately. And it's certainly been a roller coaster ride. We've seen a lot of success. Everything is is relative, as I like to say. And that's the that's the high level. Happy to dig in deeper where where it may or may not be appropriate.
0: So nine years. You started in twenty eleven. Is that right?
2: Very very end of twenty ten. But yeah, twenty eleven. Right end all of twenty ten. Yeah,
0: that was still a. Bit of a tough time in real estate right
2: it was our, our joke at the time was you know there's only one way to go from here right um, <laughs>
0: that's
3: up
2: and uh you know i think that the reality is that maybe i don't know whether i realized this at the time or not but but looking back i can say that we we were uh pretty insulated not not in the practical sense as far as the business is concerned but from a mindset stance Um, or mindset perspective, it it wasn't on our mind as far as thinking about what's going on in the macro world, the macroeconomic world. It was purely driven out of my own personal desire, my co-founder's personal desire to create something, and in theory, have control of our own destiny. Um, So frankly, at the time, it was the last thing we were thinking about. And, you know, 2011, 2012, things started to get a little bit better, but it was, it still wasn't easy. And it really wasn't something we were thinking about a lot at all. It was, Hey, we can control what we're doing and this is what we're doing. And, right. uh, and the waters will rise all ships when the tide starts to go in our favor.
0: <laughs> yeah. How did you come up with that business plan?
2: Well, um, so I was, I was, uh, in the real estate and commercial real estate development was my career career prior to to starting the business. And uh, one of the things that I was responsible for uh, in my role at a small development firm here in in Denver was uh, to market properties after we built them.
3: Um, And
2: so one of the things that I recognized was that we had line items on budgets for uh, photography expense. And it was a, a classic case of, of seeing something that wasn't didn 't go nearly as smoothly as I thought it should, and understanding and really exploring further as to how we could improve that process um, at the time. you know we might spend ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to have photos taken of a commercial property and uh, and it would take you know two or three days of somebody on site with assistance and whatnot and all kinds of lighting and and then they would, after two or three days, they would go away and they'd tell us it'll be a week or two or three before we get the images back. We'd get, you know, 10 or 15 images back. A few weeks later, they'd look fantastic, but we'd also be, you know, out 10 or $15,000 uh, for it. And it made me scratch my head to think what what's going on during this time? What's going on from the time they take the pictures until they deliver them? So I started, a, an, you know, a, a discovery process on my own to really understand what, what, where did that come from? Uh, my mother was an architectural photographer growing up, so oh. I, I had some high level understanding, but uh, it was never truly a passion of mine until I, I connected then with my co founder, who was very much on the artistic side of the business, understood and had a passion for all the artistic elements that went into that. The rest, you know, I guess is history, as they say. So it was really born out of looking at what I saw to be a problem in the world and thinking, scratching my head saying, there has got to be a better way. And so we we built, we, we worked over the next few years to build some technology to solve those problems.
0: So y'all were together at that time, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we? And Ashley, did you know that he was an entrepreneur or Jeff, did you even know you were an entrepreneur before that question? And like you said, head scratching and, there's got to be a better way to do it. Very classic entrepreneur.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly knew that I had an entrepreneurial spirit. I think that, uh, you know, it, it wasn't my first business venture, my first entrepreneurial venture, but it was the first time that I really jumped in with two feet and said, you know, not to overuse sailing analogies, but, but this ship's leaving the dock, right? <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I, there, I had a business prior to that uh, with a partner um, that, you know, I was, I was kind of moonlighting while I was still employed um, for about a year. Uh, I, I was always entrepreneurial from a young age. I mean, I remember when eBay came out, you know, it was like 1995 or 96. I was, you know, maybe 14 years old, 13, 14 years old, and I would go to all of the, I would look for garage sales all over the city I would have my mother drive me to garage sales, buy all kinds of stuff. And then I would resell it on eBay. That was the first. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there were a lot of, there were a lot of, of little things that I knew I had that in me, but, uh, but yeah, this was the first time where I really said, you know what, to heck with that, that corporate job and everything else associated with it. And, and I want to have control of kind of where I go here.
1: Yeah. And and we were dating at the time when he started the company and we were young and I think we were both a little naive as to what it really means to start a company and what that would entail and how that would impact us personally and our relationship. So it felt, it felt very exciting at the time is like, wow, he's starting his own business. How cool. Um, we'll see where this goes. And I, I had a, a good career at that point. So I was making a stable income and we had some savings as well. So it wasn't something that, at the time i was worried about or anything like that i was excited for him i knew he was passionate about it but again it was a little a little bit we were a little bit naive maybe as to what that really entailed at the time
0: oh yeah i resonate with that when you guys look <laughs> back do you think that kind of innocence was beneficial or is there anything you wish you had known that maybe now you know.
2: Yeah, I can speak to that. I mean, I, I certainly think that that naivete was, was beneficial. And, and perhaps, I mean, for me, because, um, you know, entrepreneurship is, is uh, incredibly uh, risky. And had I truly understood or appreciated that risk, um, I may not have made the leap that I did. And, I, and so that, that maybe says as much about me and my own you know, kind of risk profile or risk tolerance as it relates to what you might think of as a typical entrepreneur. But I can tell you that, you know, if I knew everything that I know today, when I was was that age, I may not have made the decision that I made. And I don't say that to mean that I should not have. I'm very thankful that I did uh, for so many reasons. And at the same time, I think the naivete was a benefit to me in that regard. I don't know about you, Ash.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that I might have discouraged you. (laughs) (laughs) Just get a job. Not that it's been all bad. It's, you know, like you said, we're very fortunate and glad that we are where we are. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I knew all the different risks and situations that we would experience and stressors that would come our way, I might've been a little bit more hesitant to jump into that and um, be as excited. But I am thankful that I, you know, I didn't discourage him and that maybe we didn't know. And and at the same time, I think there are some things that would have been good to know about before. So we could have had some conversations and have some expectations maybe around um, what to expect and boundaries that we would be setting and the risks that we would be taking on that I think could have helped us in, in different situations maybe, not have caused as many heartaches or, or fights in the moment if we would have planned for that or had those conversations up front. So it would have been maybe good to know some of those things, but at the same time, I think it did help us to
0: not know everything. So we wouldn't mm-hmm. have shied away from it. Yeah, we'd still, you know, be sitting at the dock looking at those yeah. pretty waves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting topic, the whole idea of risk, risk and preparation we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot will say, you know, I'm not a crazy risk taker. I've evaluated the risk and proceeded based on mitigating as much risk as I can. The other interesting piece has to do with preparation. My husband, he loves whiteboards. He has this huge whiteboard in the in that room. <laughs> and a couple of weeks ago, it was Full of ideas because he's at a point now where he has time and he loves entrepreneurs and startups and he loves talking with people about that. So he had come up with all kinds of ways he was going to do a book and he was thinking a podcast possibly, but just resources for early stage. Do what?
2: <laughs> I said copycat.
0: <laughs> is that what you're doing oh the no you're, you're doing yeah. The <laughs> yeah yeah i told him i've got all the i've got all the equipment now right, right. anyway he sat with that for a while and the more people he talked to it kind of like you jeff you you know evaluated your risk went in with as you know i'm sure as prepared as you could be but most people that really are entrepreneurial, they don't stop to like, okay, let's study this and let's ask all the questions. And I'm with you, Ashley. It's part of why I do what I do is the belief that, you know, if we can prepare or provide some resources for couples, then maybe um, maybe those stormy times are not quite as stormy. Maybe they've got a, a life preserver at least and just not you know, floundering in the water. Uh, But it seems at least in our experience, and I'd be eager to hear from you guys, but it seems like people, they kind of have to get their feet wet and have that first slap in the face, if you will, or I don't know, we can stay with the sailing analogy, maybe face that first storm before they go, okay, I really need a little more preparation. What, What are your thoughts about that?
2: So, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, you asked earlier what, about books that are influential. The other one that really comes to mind for me that has, has uh, from a business standpoint, certainly, and, and I think it's, it's certainly bled into pers- my personal life, uh, again, for better or worse, but mm-hmm. is um, the lean startup. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, an entire methodology around the idea that 20 years ago, maybe even 15 years ago, you know, you go to business school, you learn how to write a business plan. You, have, you dot all your, all your I's and cross all your T's before you do anything. And the reality is that I think by, by some virtue, I mean, some of it is around the way that the world has changed and speed at which things move with technology and everything else. Mm-hmm. But the other reason that I think that that approach has changed or needs to change for, for, from an entrepreneurial standpoint is that you know, entrepreneurs today, I think, recognize the importance of failure. Uh, much more so than, than they did or we did, I should say you know 15, 20, 30 years ago. And so to, to directly answer the question, I, I don't know that um, the preparation is really the most essential step. Um, I think that you know there's something that, to take it to uh, another extreme. the other side of, of that of preparing too much is failure to launch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if you look at entrepreneurs in general, you look at people who are starting new businesses, you know, the, statistically, I think the statistics support what I'm about to say as well, most of them actually never launch. Um, and so the bigger risk to failure is, is not actually doing anything. Um, and so, I, so going back to lean startup, you know, the, the, the idea really is just about do the least you possibly need to do to test out a couple hypotheses and then take it one step at a time. And, and that's certainly something that I did not appreciate nor understand when I started my business. Mm. Today, I'd like to think I have a much better appreciation and understanding of that. And that also, you know, we butt heads a little bit, I think, and as, that, as that bleeds into our personal lives about, you know, hey, should we have prepared more for this? You know, And, and I, I think more from the standpoint of what will be will be. We'll do the best we can along the way. And we'll we'll adapt and improvise and, and we'll overcome whatever obstacles we, we have. And I think that uh, that is is different. I wouldn't say flies in the face of, but it's different from your approach.
0: I'm more of a planner, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I you plan- guys are kind of opposite, <laughs> would you say? And, and I think,
1: yeah, in many regards we are, mm-hmm. personality wise, yes. I like plan I like plans. I like to know what's coming. I like I'm not a fan of surprises as much. And (laughs) I like to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm probably Mm -hmm. over prepare for things like as he's talking. And I also do see the value in everything that Jeff is saying. And, but in regards to your question as, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. You can't prepare for everything. And if you try to do that, then it's going to hold you back and you're going to, Um, maybe hit something that you didn't prepare for so then you waste all this time and energy Mm -hmm. thinking and preparing about something that was opposite of what you actually experienced so I think it's a fine balance I think planning and preparing can definitely help Um, but also having an open mind to know that you're going to experience challenges and we can prepare the best that we can but we need to be flexible And I think that relates to marriage as well and giving and taking and being flexible and being willing to change our mindset or, you know, something occurs and we can talk about it and have conversations and then plan better next time that situation arises and know Mm -hmm. that we don't have it all figured out, but we can figure it out as we go.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, Ashley, hearing you talk about how you like to plan and you don't like surprises. And in some ways, that is is hard for the spouse of an entrepreneur. But I also hear that you have probably done some work reading something and shifted a little bit to embrace this journey. I've seen couples where the spouse really like they just put the nail in the coffin and said, no, it's too risky. I'm not willing to do it. And so then the entrepreneur is either faced with, well, I either have a marriage or I find something to do that really doesn't bring me to life the way this idea does. So I, th- I think that's one of the areas that, especially when spouses are very different. Um, so from a personality standpoint, do you guys see yourselves as more alike or more different? Would you say opposites attract, or no?
2: I don't know that I would go so far as that. I, I mean, I think that we um, there are certain things that we complement each other with very well, mm-hmm. uh, and there are other things that we we share. You know, very significant passions around. We are both. Uh, You know, well, it's funny because we both seek adventure, uh, in in all respects, Um, and sometimes that can fly in the face of some of what what I'll challenge Ashley. I'll challenge you to what you just said around around you know the uh, the it's it's about risk, right? How much risk are are we each willing to take uh, from it? You know, one of the passions we share is is the outdoors and adventure around the outdoors. And uh, I think we've both matured in, in that regard as well in that 10 years ago, uh, there was probably less preparation or planning that uh, certainly that I did in, in some of those adventures mm-hmm. um, and as a result of less preparation and planning, uh, more risk uh, that was taken <laughs> on that today we look back on and shake our heads and say, what the heck were we thinking? Um, yeah. And so, so and- a,
0: Is there a story that comes to mind with that, Jeff?
2: So many, Kathy. Uh, i much we have time.
1: We're <laughs> uh, like getting a map when we're be climbing um, in the backcountry.
2: Let's just say one time we we, uh, we had planned on climbing a mountain, uh-huh. uh, 14, a 14er here in Colorado, is there a known. No and small we feet. Ended up, so we,
1: weren't, we weren't going up the normal
2: trail. Let's just say we ended up climbing the wrong mountain, right? <laughs> so... Um, it was that bad. We actually <laughs> oh, summited gosh. the wrong peak. No. Uh, <laughs> <God. laughs> and, and when we when you, when you we have a 45 minutes, we'll tell you more. There we uh, go. But, I'm gonna
0: hold you to that.
2: But I mean, getting back to the question, I think, um, you know, are we more, more different or more similar?
1: I think personality-wise, though, we are quite different. I think I, I'm more introverted. You're more extroverted. Um, I think you know, there are a lot of things that we do share personality wise, but I think in, in most regards we complement each other. And mm. so, um, he might have a higher risk profile than me or maybe more gun ho about going into a new venture than I would be. And I could ask him the right questions and help him prepare. And then he also has pushed me to be a little bit like you were saying, um, accepting and enthusiastic about trying some of those new things, and so I think we've kind of pushed each other, and we've grown together, and in, in those regards, in the way that we complement our, our
0: personalities. I it's think true. that's one of the most beautiful pictures of marriage is the idea of iron sharpens iron. You know, we become better, not less, mm-hmm. in our marriage. Ashley, you started a website. I'm not, how long ago did you start it?
1: So I actually only started the website a couple months ago, I think two months ago. I had been working on it for several years, but you know, it was that um, preparation (laughs) situation Mm -hmm. I was talking about. I had had to do all the research. I have to complete all my interviews. What are people going to think if I put it out? Need to get more data on that. Um, And so I- had a lot of um, writing that I've been doing. I conducted a lot of interviews with spouses of entrepreneurs, I'm almost 40 today and um, done a lot of my own research on s- different resources that can help spouses of entrepreneurs who may be going some, through some tough situations or, you know, struggling to make uh, the business and their personal life and everything else going on work and not, just survive, but also thrive in that type of situation. And so I just started putting out some blog posts and different uh, resources that may be helpful and interesting to other spouses.
0: Yeah. Tell us the name of it and what prompted you to do that? You said you've been writing and researching for a little while. Mm -hmm. What prompted it to begin with?
1: So the platform that I started is called Joint Venture Marriage. Um, You can find it at jvmarriage.com. And basically what prompted it was we went through a really tough time. It was about four years ago now. It was a tough time with the business. Um, And then it was also after the birth of our first daughter and um, he was traveling all the time and I was alone um, in many regards kind of acting as a a single parent and not really knowing what I was doing as a new mom Um, and then some other personal stressors that um, Jeff was going through at the time. So it was a very difficult time for both of us Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt pretty isolated at that time and didn't have a lot of um, outside support and a lot of resources to draw upon. Um, and I think it's always hard as a new mom, but then the added stressors and the pressures of the business and some of the challenges that we were facing at that time was a whole another level. And um, if you don't have that connection with other spouses who are going through that, it's also can be hard for people to kind of understand the whole picture of, of what's happening Um, with the business and the family. Mm -hmm. And so um, I started actually just as a journal, I started just writing things down and kind of making notes of different things, which was helpful, just writing out my thoughts and questions that I had for my own purpose, um, for my own, you know, personal Mm -hmm. benefit. But then I started thinking there has to be other spouses that are probably feeling that same way and going through those same things. So then I started interviewing other spouses and um, talking to other people and I did find that a lot of people were going through similar challenges and that was really reassuring and validating it's not just me I'm not crazy I'm not the only one who's struggling um, at this time um, and then as, as along with that the validation they also gave me a lot of ideas and different um, things that I could do personally and also with our marriage that maybe they were a little bit further along in their journey. And I was able to gain some ideas around that. I also have a background in performance psychology. So I have a master's degree in sport and performance psychology. And I worked for the University of Pennsylvania teaching resilient skills to soldiers for the U S army
3: in oh, a program that.
1: called master resilience trainer. And so I um, had some of that background. And so I thought I would draw on the resources that I gained from my interviews, as well as my own personal experience and the research in positive and performance psychology to put together some resources and, some writing for other spouses that hopefully can be helpful or at least a starting point to get conversations going and, and realizing that they're also not alone. And we have a community here that we can all be supporting each other and getting through some of those difficult times together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I was so excited to see your website and see what you're doing yeah. Um,
1: I was excited to see what you're doing as well, because I, that was one of the resources that I found. And I love that you are doing your coaching and using your background to help spouses and, and obviously your experience as well. So I am really excited to see the impact that you're having yeah. uh, for entrepreneurial couples
0: too. Thank you. And, and it, it evolved similar to yours, my husband, He had started his business when he was in his, uh, he was 40. (laughs) His background was a pastor, and then he did nursing home administration. And, you know, earlier when you were talking about risk, he was working in nursing homes during a time when there was a lot of consolidation. And I think there were at least two positions where the nursing home he was at was bought. They're like, thank you very much. We don't need you anymore. And after the second one, he's like, you know what, I, I think I can do this. And so like you all, we, were, we didn't know what we didn't know. We were extremely naive. And I know that he really wanted peers also. Um, I was willing to listen. But there were times when I didn't have a lot to offer. Certainly not advice when it came to, you know, handling whatever money issue there was. And he eventually got onto a board called C12. Are you on any type of board, Jeff, or a peer group, or
2: where do you uh, get support? I mean, a number of places, uh, but Entrepreneurs Organization, otherwise known as EO.
0: EO,
3: yeah.
2: A a very um, impactful support group, for lack of a better way of putting
0: it for me. Yeah, yeah. People that are at your level, I mean, you some of the struggles, like you were talking about, Ashley, aren't things that you're going to bounce off of your employees, right? No. They don't need to know that payroll is maybe going to happen tomorrow. Maybe not, <laughs> you know? Guys, so that don't was... worry.
2: Payroll's happening tomorrow. It's fine. Good,
0: good, good. Well, well, on the 31st, yeah. Yeah. Mark <laughs> found so much benefit from this peer board. There was a lot of education that went along with it, but like you, Ashley... I still felt like I was just kind of hanging out there in space, you know, and so it, it's making me very happy to find some different people that are creating resources for spouses.
1: Yeah, and it's becoming, a, I think, a little bit more of a popular conversation in the last couple of years. And I know Entrepreneurs Organization, EO, they also do have a spouse chapter that they're really just in the last couple of years starting to bulk up oh, great. Um, It's becoming a little bit more popular and they're offering some more resources for spouses and life partners and families, which is really great to see. Mm
0: -hmm. What were some of the challenges for you, Ashley, that you felt like nobody seems to understand this?
1: I think one of the biggest challenges that we've kind of faced is just the time, the time, um, obviously, to start and run a company of any size and whatever phase you're in it's it's a lot of time and energy and work and it's never ending you don't just get to shut it off when you come home
0: right
1: after that 12-hour work day or, or more 16-hour workday. Um, there's always things that need to be done and even if you are at home a lot of time your mind is still at the last conversation that you had that could have a million dollar impact on the business so there's also a lot of not only the physical taking away but the, the the um space that it takes up in in your mind and taking you away kind of mentally and so i think that has been a challenge for me as in a marriage and as a partnership and with our family to create that time together and um as a family to be able to you know, spend it together. And so I think that has been a a major source of challenge for me personally.
0: Yeah. So what, how did you guys weather that? Like you said, it was kind of a perfect storm, new baby, you're Mm -hmm. traveling a lot, Jeff. And this is just the vortex you were in, right? So what, what are some things that you guys did to navigate that and get to the other side?
2: I think I mean for, we can talk about some of the practical things, but I, but I think from my standpoint, the biggest change that, that epiphany, if, if if I'll if I can use that word, that I had was the the power again of of vulnerability. Um, you know, it's, it's almost, um, become a cliche thing these days, which I don't think is such a bad thing either, um, with Brene Brown and and, and things like that that are, that are, you would call, you know, mainstream at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can't tell you how powerful, uh, the, just the ability to be vulnerable has been for me. Um, I think both in our relationship and in our business in the business, um, you know, I still remember, this is more on the business side, but I still remember very, very vividly the first time that I ever sat in a conference room with, um, in my employees in a meeting and the answer to one of their questions was, I don't know. And, and to me, that was an impactful opportunity, right? That was very difficult for me at the time to be able to admit that I don't know certain things. Um, I don't have all the answers. And, and the same thing is very true in our relationship.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, the, the, the period that Ashley has refer, referred to, you know, four or five years ago was a period of time where I didn't have all the answers for sure. And, and I still don't. Uh, um, but a period of time that required me to, And both of us, I mean, to, to be very, very vulnerable and Mm -hmm. and have, uh, some real conversations about things that, um, we just either hadn't or had been too long or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. um, to really understand the pain that we were both in. So I think, you know, you asked, what did we do? I mean, the big, the first thing is being willing and able to have really tough conversations. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think, you know, the, you asked Ash, what, you know, where did this idea come from for her website and, and blog and, and the work she's done? I mean, you know, uh, necessity is the mother of all invention, right? And, and I think True. we needed it. Um, it you know, I could certainly say she needed it, but, but we needed it because there were and still are very significant challenges. Um I don't know if I've answered your question very directly, Ash. You can speak maybe more to some of the practical things that we did or didn't do.
1: Yeah. I think we um, we talked about some agreements and this is one of those things that if that question that you asked earlier, what are the things that would be nice to know is just yeah. is coming up with some agreements around um, and boundaries around work schedule and what it means when we have quality time together, what that actually is, quality time with putting devices away and giving each other the undivided attention that we want and deserve and -hmm. and need as a couple. Um, Some boundaries around time of when you would stop your work and be home to help uh, with the baby and, and with the kids now at this point point. Uh, mm-hmm. and so that has been really helpful to have those agreements because without an agreement it's just you can get in the same fight over and over and over which we did but exactly. once we set that in we're not perfect there's always things that come up that are gonna happen where you might not be able to make that agreement but at least we have a starting point and we can talk about hey you weren't living up to this agreement right now. Is this agreement not working? Do we need to change it? Or is there something else going on that maybe now we have to tackle? So I think that has been really helpful, having those agreements. We've been doing for the past couple years, uh, goal setting at the beginning of the year together. So really looking at what we each want individually for the year Mm -hmm. and what that's going to look like and what it's going to take to be able to achieve that. And so we make sure we can be behind each other on those dreams and goals that we have and also help keep each other accountable for that. And so those are, you know, with business and personally, and then also as a couple. Mm. Um, So I think, and that's been a really fun exercise too, where we'll go out to dinner and, we joke about what the waitress or waiter might be thinking as we have all of our notepads (laughs) out. And is this a business meeting or date or what is it? But Friday night, (laughs)
2: eight o'clock dinner and we're sitting there (laughs) filling out forms.
1: Uh, I enjoy that kind of thing. And, um, it's, it's kind of the fun exercise and the way to really see what each of us wants and how we can get behind each other to help. Um, each of us reach the goal and become closer as a couple. So that's been another kind of practical thing that has been helpful in that regard. Um,
0: That's really awesome. There's, there's a lot of research that supports having common goals as being one of the things that helps couples thrive. So Ashley, when are you writing your book?
1: Um, actually wait. that is a long-term goal yeah. it's very slow coming because all of my research and writing and that type of thing is done during nap time and <laughs> in the evening so um yeah. it's usually a couple hours here and there so mm-hmm. i i it is a long-term goal so awesome but that will be to be
0: announced <laughs> awesome we'll look forward to it um, one of the
2: things kathy mm-hmm. that i i feel yeah. to mention here too yeah. is that the thing that has surprised me, uh, more than anything, I think in our relationship, as it relates to the business and how we support one another is, you know, there was a day, not even that long ago, maybe, maybe five or six years ago where I thought up to that point, you know, what is, um, that, you know, I've got the, I've got the formal business training. I've, I understand the, the industry knowledge. I understand, you know, my, uh, what I'm trying to achieve and, and thinking, you know, um, that Ashley in so many ways is along for that ride with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and not, and and certainly that she is contributing in the way that she can contribute to supporting us as a couple, as we both, as we both are. But I think the thing that I've realized more than anything over the last five or six years is that, uh, (laughs) Her, her, her nature, the things I mentioned early on in this conversation about, you know, her thoughtfulness and her practicality and otherwise, and also her actual um, uh, academic uh, um, background mm-hmm. has contributed more to my success, the success of our business and our relationship um, than I think I ever would have mm-hmm. thought it could um, years ago. And so specifically, I mean, you know, she's, her background is all about psychology and performance enhancement. Uh, And and I think that, um, you know, I I joke sometimes that if I I went back to school knowing what I'm doing now um, and knowing that that was what I wanted to do, I would have gotten a psychology degree Um, Mm -hmm. because business is, is no different than, than anything else in life. It's all about how people um, relate to one another. Um, And we've taken, tools so many tools I've taken from her uh, academic knowledge or life experience into the business uh, and we've also taken a lot of things from the business I think into our relationship Mm -hmm. Uh, and that that's been what's what's been so fascinating it for me over the last five or six years my team whether they realize it or not you know most of the good ideas about things that are impactful in the business (laughs) as far as creating the kind of culture we want and everything comes, comes from her and the things she knows. And I think we've worked well together on, on those things.
0: That's a beautiful (laughs) affirmation. How do you feel about that, Ashley? Um, It feels good to hear
1: that. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're as a spouse of an entrepreneur, you're not really sure what you can do to impact the business or you might feel a little bit far removed, or maybe that what you're doing isn't, it's kind of in the background or in the shadow, but it's, I think we have a bigger impact than we realize, whether it's directly or indirectly, and um, it feels good that, to be acknowledged that way, so thank you, Jeff, for saying that. (laughs) I've
2: told you that
1: before, I know. This isn't the first time. It isn't the first time. Yeah, he actually has said that publicly in front of his whole team, which was really, a nice gesture and made me feel very valued and appreciated for the
0: team. Yeah. Another aspect of research-based is telling your spouse, thank you. Because I think a lot of times, a lot of spouses are kind of taken for granted, you know, just the million different things they do. So very wise of you, Jeff, to acknowledge that publicly in your business and especially to her directly. Yeah. That's cool. I
2: try to learn from my mistakes, Kathy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and and failure is never permanent, right? We we learn. Now that's my husband loves to say that is failure is never permanent. It's not a tattoo. It's um it's an opportunity. It's only wasted if we don't learn from it. Mm-hmm. So well, you guys have been wonderful guests, and I want to give you the opportunity, if there's anything at all that you'd like to share with listeners before we wrap up today? Well, I love
1: for any other spouses of entrepreneurs listening to check out the um, blog and website that I started. You can find it at jvmarriage.com or joint venture marriage on Facebook and Instagram. I'd love for you to be a part of that community and ask me any questions that you might have. Be happy to, to, give you the answer if I know it or help you find the right
0: answer if I don't. And at the very least, you know, connect to a like-minded. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put all of that in the show notes too.
2: Yeah. The most important, the most, most important thing I think that I can share is just, um, and I know this is in support of everything you're doing, Kathy too, is that to know that, you know, you're not alone, right. Uh, (laughs) either as the entrepreneur and or the spouse, um, as a couple, you're not alone. the The journey that we've chosen to be on together uh, is not an easy one by any means. Uh, everybody has their challenges, and I think the challenges of being an entrepreneurial couple are are uh, are unique. Not necessarily any harder, but they're certainly unique um, from from those other that, that we might face otherwise. And you know, having these kinds of conversations, uh, both with one another and with your listeners and 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 anyone who's uh in these kinds of circumstances uh is the most important piece of the puzzle being explicit about those conversations i know it's been a huge a huge help for us i'm i'm so thankful that ash has become passionate about the things she has because it's forced us to have some of these hard conversations too Um, so thanks for the work you're doing i know it's impactful and we really appreciate the opportunity to to be on your show.
0: Well, thank you guys so much, and we will be in touch. And we don't live that far away, so we'll yeah. uh, we'll have to get together. We'd love All that. Right. Thanks, fun. thanks so thank you much, care. guys.
1: Right. Thank Take you care. Kathy.
0: As always, thanks for listening. There were some great takeaways in this episode and I'll create a summary in a little shorter episode next week. For those hard of hearing or that prefer reading, you can find the full transcript at kathyrushing.com. If you enjoyed this episode, it would really help spread the word if you would give us a rating and a review on Apple podcasts, or send it to someone that you think might enjoy it also. There are just shy of a gazillion podcasts now. So it's a little more challenging for a niche show like this to be found. So your rating and sharing it really helps spread the word. So thanks so much. You're building a life together. Make it a great one. See you next time.